Hello, I'm Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Koops and welcome to Journey into an Unknown World. Well, I've been doing this show for over seven years. That's a long time. And there are a lot of shows that you can download from iTunes as well if you'd like to have me with you learning while you're going about your business. So let me come back to today. We are in a change. The planets are all shifting. And so I thought I'd like to talk to you about the basics, the scientific aspects of the metaphysical consciousness. If we go back in time, right before religion and philosophy, people looked up at the stars like the Mayans and they saw things and they were able to read the stars. And of course, the birth of astrology was manifested on Earth. Whether ancient aliens or whether just supersonic brains in those days could see and understand and make calculations is something unknown to us. But what we do know today is that everyone is interested in their sun sign. There are 12 signs in the zodiac and each one of these signs has a metaphysical um, symbol a personality attached to it and along with that certain ways traits of being so what are your traits for example if I talk about myself I was born a cancer sun sign and cancers love to nurture and so it's no surprise to everyone that I am a healer from birth and of course that I try to help everyone as best I can with the knowledge and wisdom I've acquired through my life. And I hope that you see this show, Journey into an Unknown World, as a projection of my cancer sun sign. Of course, there's a lot more to astrology. For example, if you look at the time of birth, we look at where the sun was rising when you were born. That rising sign is your ascendant. And what that basically means is that's how you develop your character. You're looking at people, watching people, copying them in the early years of your life. And by the time you're 10, formulating with your sun sign your ideas about who you are and how you're going to take up your place in society. Well, of course, some of us have a lot of negativity going on around us, especially now at this time with parents who are busy working all the time, children who are staring at cell phones, and of course, all the movies and things that show us the raw ways of murder and so on. It's not a nice time for that. But ultimately, in the overview, what it actually does for us is teaches us there is both a good and a bad part to ourselves and to astrology. A needle chart is something that you can get done online. It's easy. Most people give it away free. And if you can find an astrologer who can sit down with you and explain just what all the planets do and how they affect you, you will be amazed to see that it will explain away your personality and your character. And it'll also give you some insights into the types of works, the way you think and feel, and what would be good for you to do in the phases of the moon as the moon moves around, and of course the closer planet Venus and Mars, which gives us emotion and drive and passion to go out there into the world and do the things that we desire to do.
So astrology is a good a good beginning for anyone who's just opening a door, coming out of, say, a religious upbringing or the opposite, none whatsoever, and you feel drawn to want to know a little bit more about yourself. So why would I be speaking about this now? Well, actually, this is a very important time when we are in a sort of crisis where the old doesn't work for us anymore. The ways we used to do things back 20 years ago are out of date, old-fashioned, and nothing works from those times. Here we are with a new generation of children born uh, who are very, very different from uh, grandma and grandpa and who are even probably very different from some of their parents. So how do we communicate? How do we talk to someone who's out of date? Well, the bottom line is we can honor them. We re can respect their point of view. We can understand that they had to do what they had to do. But that older generation needs now to understand that these children are not the same as them and that they look at the world with new eyes and listen with new ears and think with new brains that are very technical and very awe-inspiring towards the metaphysical consciousness. We've seen children congregate together in their masses to say they no longer want people to carry guns. That's just one thing. Can you imagine what it's going to be like in, say, another 20 years' time when they are the adults and they're taking charge of the countries around the world? Well, of course you can't, but you can begin to guess. And maybe your guessing will open up your mind to help you understand them a little bit more. While I'm talking about this, I want to remind listeners that I have my book, Discover Your Baby's Spirit, where we talk about the five types of children, hero, star, indigo, crystal, and liquid crystal children. The liquid crystal children will birth more and more liquid crystal children eventually who will, in their own way, bring into this world their spiritual consciousness that says, I know what I know, and they will be the inventors and the creators of our future. So if you'd like to get that book, it's available on Amazon or from my publisher, easytimepublishing.com, and that is spelt out uh, exactly as you would normally spell those words. Now let me move on to something else, numerology. Well, any scientist will tell you that everything in the universe, as far as they're concerned, is based on numbers. Science is based on numbers, algorithms. Well, for some of us, this is like way out on a limb in any part of our being that says, I just don't get math. I just don't understand the symbols. I don't know what pi r squared is and so on. Well, don't worry. You don't need to. But what you can do is pick up a book somewhere online on numerology, The Study of Numbers. And the most interesting thing about the study of numbers is that you're going to take your birthday and you're going to add up all the numbers. So, for example, I was born on June the 24th, 1942. So I've got the sixth month and the 24th day. Two and four become six. So I have six, six. And then without counting the century, 
42 is another 6, so I have three 6s there, and if I add those three 6s together, that becomes 18, and if I add 8 and 1 together, that becomes 9. And so in that sense, I'm in a 9 number being here on Earth. But if I had the century, which of course was 19, 9 and 1 becomes 10. Knock off the 0, we've got a 1. Add my 9 and my 1 together, and now I have 10. Take away the 0, I'm a 1 person. A 1 person is a leader, they're a pioneer, they like to go beyond every boundary, so when everyone is saying, no, it can't be done, there's that inner self saying, but I want to try anyway. And as I know, growing up in my school days, I was always told, try harder, Margaret, try harder. And even today, now at 75, pushing 76, I still try harder. Because to me, there is always a challenge. Number one says, see what's going on, find the challenge, go out there in the world and do it. There's more to numerology than that. There's a lot of insight into your character and your personality that you can also learn in many, many books that have been written. Um, another thing about numerology is we can take your name. Now, I'm not going to go into my name. It's too long, Margaret Rogers Van Coops. But you can take your single name or you can take your middle name or you can take your married name or you can take your birth name, or you combine them all. It doesn't matter. Whatever you do, um, every letter is, um, shall we say, given a number from 1 to 9. So A is 1, B is 2, and so on. And when you get to 9, then you're only halfway through 9 letters of the alphabet. Then the next letter becomes a 1 again, and so on. And seeing as how there are 26 letters in our alphabet, you can see that 9 doesn't go into 26. So the last few are a, like A, B, C, D, 1, 2, 3, 4. And you can see many tables about this online, so I suggest you investigate and write your name down, your letters in capitals, and then write the numbers that you see underneath your name. Now here's an interesting part. If you just separate the consonants, then that's going to tell you some interesting information about the way you see the world. And if you take your vowels, then that's the interesting way you see yourself. So it's just a little bit of insight there for you to understand how this is called a science because it's with numbers and because you relate to your name. So what happens if you change your name, if you get married again, or let's say you feel that you never suited your name from birth and you change it? Well, when you work out that name, the new name, you will see if it suits you or not with the way you're thinking and feeling right now. But I will remind you here that in your RNA are all the people that you've ever copied and modeled on throughout your life. Those aspects you've admired or copied simply because you don't know any other way to go but to be like them, those aspects will change and you will need to see yourself in a new light and you will be able then to give yourself a sense of purpose and direction. I've worked with a lot of people over the years that have changed their names. For example, they're actors and they have a stage name. 
or um, their professors like myself, but uh, they don't use their whole names, they only use partial parts. For example, I don't ask people to call me Professor Margaret Rogers Van Coots. I ask them to call me Dr. Margaret. So if you have a subname too, then you can also work that out and you can see how that reflects you out to the world and whether they're responding to you or not. Um, there's a lot of insights that can come from numerology. Now, I have to admit that I haven't written a whole book about numerology, but I do have in my book, My Journey. No, no, sorry, that's wrong. The right one is um, Journey into an Unknown World, subtitle The Way to Oneness Revisited. It's a thick book, and it's got a lot of information that you can study for your whole life. But in there is one chapter that is related to astrology, numerology, and graphology that I'm about to talk to. Going back to the first two, you'll see the symbols and you'll see the meanings of the planets and the number interpretations. And so that will help you and it gives you a metaphysical understanding as well. So let's go over to graphology. Now, graphology is a very interesting thing because it follows the ideomotor responses of your brain. So if you're, uh, for example, introverted about your sexuality, your letters that you would normally write with a loop, such as a G or a Y, maybe just a straight line down below the line, will show that you are inhibited. If you have a line that goes down with a hook on the bottom, then that will show you that you're trying to open up, but you don't have receptivity to others. If you have a full loop, but it's narrow, then that's suggesting that you are enjoying others and integrating your personality and character with your sexuality, but that you're on your guard. If you have an enormous loop, then you're saying you're very physical and you love to share your energies and integrate your personality. And when you are involved with someone intimately, you're really in there. That's just one letter. Now, graphology is a science in that you don't just know it. You have to study it. It's been researched throughout time. And uh, detectives and police force have used graphology uh, in many different ways over time to prove that a person has written a particular letter. So, yes, people have tried to fool the police. They've pretended they're left-handed and written with their left hand. Well, I'm sorry to tell you that doesn't fool anyone because you're still going to try to write the same as you would with your right hand and vice versa if you're a left-handed person. So, whatever you're doing, you're going to be expressing who you are in the written word. Now, of course, when we're in school, we're taught how to draw. And uh, there are many people from different periods in history who write very similarly. But it doesn't mean they cross their T's and dot their I's in the same way. Someone who has a large sloping um, T, which I must admit I do sometimes, means I'm applying what I know and I'm aspiring to do greater and I have a long journey to make ahead of me on this particular thing I'm writing about. If you have a tiny little T that's right close to the bottom of the loop of the T or the 
you know, the two-thirds down, shall we say, then you're saying you're not sure at all about what you're doing. If you've tried to cross your T and missed it, either behind or in front, you're saying, I'm not on point. I'm not ready yet to try something. I'm nervous. I'm worried. I may fail. If it's ahead, then you're saying, um, I'm hoping, I'm praying, I'm trying to do things. Now, you might say, well, what use is graphology? I already think I know myself, my personality and character. Well, the thing is, we don't really know ourselves because we're so busy watching everyone else. And when we do that, we actually end up being all about them instead of all about self. So numerology helps you to come back into you and see your idiosyncrasies, see your insecurities, see your misunderstandings, see your guilt even, see your pain, see your suffering. Yes, a good graphologist can even tell if you have rheumatoid arthritis or Parkinson's disease because as you're writing with the idiomotor response from the brain, your nervous system is what helps you write. And if you're shaky, it's going to, that tremor is going to show up in your writing. So if you come before the police and they've asked you to give a sample writing and you're nervous, it's going to show up in your writing, even though it looks like it usually is normal. How do they see all this? Well, yes, they use magnifying glasses. And when they do that, they can really see those little itchy, little twitches, rather like looking at um, a lie detector. You can see that extra little wobble in the way the, the paper is scrolling out your answers to questions. And it's much in the same way with graphology. Now, over the years, from time to time, businessmen have come to me, particularly in Japan, which was also very difficult since I don't write Japanese, which is all symbols. But even so, I could take those symbols and I could look at the pressure of the symbols and I could look at the way the person holds the pen while they're writing um, and whether they're um, sort of scribbling it or whether they're um, determined and slow and the way they write the points. And believe you me, some Japanese can write their letters so fast you hardly wonder that they can get it to paper. But the pressure, when you write fast, you don't press so hard. When you write slowly, you press harder. And so you can see just by that example that some people are rush around and some people are slow like a, a snail. So there's a lot to learn out of graphology. And over the years in London particularly, I was always hired to read letters and give people an insight into whether they would be a good employee for a company or whether they were ready to start their own business, whether they were making the right decisions about family and so on. So all I would simply do is ask them to write to me and tell me about their issue in longhand, not in a typewriter. And then I would sit down and study all the ways they've written about their issue and then with the help of spirit guides to give them the insight that they needed to hear. Yes, in those days money went further, but proportionately 
to businesses, organized businesses and companies who are going to employ, say, someone on the upper echelon of a company. They want to know that person is absolutely reliable, capable, confident, and will run the gamut of all that needs to be done in that position. So this is a very important way of finding out if you're employing the right person because you can even see the lies in the writing and you can see the lack of confidence in the writing over certain issues. So if you're going to employ someone on a you know a large wage for, for the company that you're running or that you're the boss and you have to be sure you get the right person for another department or something like that, then I suggest you ask your future employee that you want to talk to a lot and while you're talking, watch them, watch their body language, watch how they use their eyes, looking shocked, open-eyed or closed and narrowed, body, head, tips and uh, different body languages is NLP. This is another neuro-linguistic programming that comes from the idiomotor response. So that combined with getting them to write something, you're going to get quite a good insight into whether this person is appropriate or not. Now, just because someone may not be a good speller doesn't necessarily mean they're not a good doer. So I do want to point out here that there are many people who are dyslexic, and we do have to make allowances for that. For example, Oliver Reed, who was in Oliver, was completely unable to read or write, but was brilliant. His mind was brilliant. If you take Tesla, his mind was brilliant, but he didn't always finish all his sentences. So what I want you to understand here is that graphology is something you probably would need to employ someone like me who's well-versed in doing this, and the fees are high. But let's put it this way. If you're going to employ someone for over 75000 a year because they're up in the upper echelon and you want to know that your business is going to run well under their management, you would not blink an eye at spending over 500 to $750 to make sure you get the right person because, you know, you'd sooner spend that kind of money and know they're the wrong person or the right person accordingly than employ them and then find out down the road that they have completely had a disastrous effect on your business. So all of these things that I've been talking about are very serious ways of knowing whether someone is the right person in your life for the right thing that you want to do. But it's also very important to know yourself. I often do numerology readings, astrology readings, and graphology readings for individuals who are employers who want to make sure that they have the right uh, person interviewing to, you know, especially if you're seeing five or ten people, which one is the right one to get. Now, of course, sometimes people used to send me a batch of of uh, birth dates or they, for their astrology or they send me uh, written examples of the writing with the person's name on it or they send me the birth date and place of birth and all these kinds of, you know, I don't mind what people send me. All I need is writing and the questions as to what you want me to find out about that person for you. 
If you want to get a hold of me, as always, Dr. Dr. Margaret, that's M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T, and then my initials for my last name, R-V-C. Dr. Margaret, R-V-C, at gmail.com. You can write to me there, head it, I need a consultation, and then I leave me your phone number and I will call you and discuss what your issue is and then we can make arrangements accordingly. But let's go on a little bit further to something a little bit more important. Who are you today? What do you want to do in your future? Is your idea the right idea? I have had many people calling me up lately asking me these questions. Yes, because the planets are shifting, you've been on hold for most of April, and now that Mercury's gone direct, you're feeling like you need to get on with everything, especially with yourself, having spent a lot of time looking into your past and dealing with closure on many issues. So this is preparation time now, and if you are thinking about starting a new business, or been approached in some way to start a new business and you're not sure, then it might be a good idea to talk to me. Here's an example. A few years ago, a Japanese gentleman came to me. He'd been asked to be a representative manager in his country, which was not Japan. I'm not saying too much about where and when, but we'll still say it's in the Far East. And he was ready to go on board and work on a commission basis and of course when I sat down and I looked at his writing and I looked at his palm again which is palmistry too uh, which is another science that a lot of people like to pay attention to which is also in my book journey into an unknown world the way to oneness revisited which is in ebook and uh, softback on Amazon and so go back to what I was saying this person took the advice which was no do not be a rep go over and be a company and as a result of everything that was told in his reading with oneness from channeled reading that was with me he went back and said no and i would like to establish my own firm with this product which he did a year later i was back in japan he came to see me and he announced i'm a millionaire now, I have to say, a millionaire in yen, yen is different from a millionaire in dollars. But in his perception, he was well off for the first time in his life. And he was in charge of his own company. And he was the boss. And he followed everything that his spirit guides counseled him to do. And he is a highly successful person. He came back, not because he was trying to employ people. He knew what to do with all of that. He came back because he told me that he had fallen in love. And was that the right person? So we had a look, and that was something else that we sorted out, which indeed was a long-term relationship for him. And all I had from him and the follow-up thing was we're getting married about three months later. So happy endings, I'm glad to say. But sometimes things aren't always that positive. Sometimes we have to tell you, no, this person, as much as you think they're the right one, I'm afraid they're not. They're temporary. They're in your life to help you see what you've been through, what you've 
know you like, what you know you don't like, and when you understand it all, you'll find a balance in it and you'll be able to let it go without breaking your heart or without feeling you've lost the right person for your business. If only I could have and it might have been and could have been. Don't go there in anything. Always come back to center, to self, and say, of myself, I've checked myself out emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. I've maybe done numerology. I've maybe done graphology. I maybe I've done astrology. I found out about myself. I'm still working on myself. I need a reading or whatever it is to get myself straight so that I can move forward and do all the right things that my spirit guides have told me. Here I'd like to brag a little bit and tell you that there have been people that as much as 30 and 40 years ago had readings from me in England who still write to me and say that everything that was told for the next 20 or 30 years had come true and now that that time had passed they were ready for the next reading for the next 20 years. I've had other people who come back every year saying that they need an update. They've listened to the recording, it's all applying, but they're not quite sure and they're not quite understanding it, so they want to have more information. One must remember that at a given time of giving a reading, people have a certain focus and a certain idea. And those focuses and ideas transform and change as time passes. So there needs to be a refresher on what's going on. The last thing to say to come back to numerology is that if you take your day and month of birth and add that together with the current year, then you're going to know what cycle you're in. The numerology books will tell you about your yearly cycles. So coming back to myself again with my two sixes, six twenty-four, six six, that's twelve, and two makes three. My natal life pathway is a three, meaning I have to integrate with other people. And if I take this year, 2018, 8 and 1 is 9, and 2 is 11. 11 is a higher vibration number, which means I'm going through some level of awakening and ascension. But if I add the 1 and 1 together, that's 2. And if I add 2 and 3 together equals 5, then 5 means a transformation into a more spiritual awareness of my abilities as an academic to be shown in an artistic way. So yes, I'm going to be drawing and explaining things on the blackboard again, just like we used to. Whatever we need to do in some way, we all must take our history, our abilities, our skills, and transform them into a way of modern times. And for the young ones, we need to encourage them to know that there are teachers who understand them. So if you have a child that is needing help, do write to me, drmargaretrvc at gmail.com and head that, my child needs help. Then I'll know that you're requesting and leave your phone number and I'll get in touch with you. So thank you once again for listening to my show journey into an unknown world. I'd be very happy if you would share 
this program with as many people as you can since there are so many people around the world who speak English who need help right now. So thank you in advance for sharing this show and many others that I've done. Bye-bye. Thank you.